Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Do you have an update on Chris Archer? Is there a sense if he's going to pitch again for you this season? Yeah, Chris uh, has second opinion, confirmed he's got some information in the shoulder. We'll reassess in about seven to ten days and see where we are at that point. Does anything at this point affect the decision on his option? No. What kind of market was there for Cervelli before the trading deadline? Well, he was an injured player, um, and at that point in time, it's awfully tough to trade an injured player, um, especially with the questions that he had. So, essentially, none. Um, that's not an offense to, to Francisco, but just an injured player with the questions he had. And um, we worked aggressively with Francisco as we were going through the process, as he was going through his recovery and his rehabilitation. Um, very clear with him that he was playing for 30 teams, and we wanted to provide him with that opportunity to go play for 20 days in AAA to reestablish himself. And if somebody wanted to come get him before then, or they wanted out before then, if we didn't have a spot, we, we talked about being willing to do what we ended up doing and, and giving him his release to pursue a uh, different opportunity and, and more playing time and ideally a postseason opportunity this season. And uh, that, that came about. Had it not come about, uh, we were going to continue to have Francisco catch in, in Indianapolis. And if we'd had an injury, we would have reinstated him here. Uh, if not, we would have reinstated him on September 1st and had him be a part of our rotation. But, um, ideally, we would have had him have a big night for us as we're in a postseason push last night. But uh, who he is, all he's done for this uh, for this organization and for this city, uh, for this fan base, we felt it was the right move to, to allow him to pursue a different opportunity. If there was a waiver deal, that would have been a good you could trade him in, right? Uh, well, we could have theoretically put him through outright waivers, but we felt like the time there was time sensitivity to it. Atlanta had a need. There were options out there for them. Um, he and his agent came to us and, and felt like they might be able to land with Atlanta, and, and uh, uh, so we moved forward with the unconditional release. And uh, I mean, I guess you could say there's a very marginal cost savings of, of the next eight days of, of the of the major league season. We'll bring up a third catcher uh, in, in AAA. So from on September 3rd, um, when their season ends, so. Obviously not a financial decision. We want to do the right thing by Francisco. You know, as far as evaluating the guys you do have, how are you looking at Diaz and Stallings? Like, do you want, ideally want to pick one? Do you, are you comfortable going with both in the next season? How? What are you, what are you sort of looking for there? I don't expect you to tell me. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the hard part of, of the Cervelli is if you were on a contract for next year or, or a guarantee or a given for next year, we, we'd probably make a different decision. But he's a free agent to be, and we've got two young catchers. One that's really taken a, a good step forward this year in Jake Stallings, and another one that, that's caught and thrown and, and hit well, that's going through a tough time. And, and how do we get him back? So uh, that was where we want to continue to have them split time and, and continue to show us what they can do to see if they are a part of our future and, and uh, you know move on from Francisco, unfortunately, who, who wasn't a definitive part. One of these guys or both of these guys could be a part of our future, not only for next year, but for years in the future if we can continue to get them to either continue to grow or we can get uh, the other guy back to what he was before. How nice is it to have Chad Cool around this week? I mean, you know, Chad and, and Edgar both, and to, to see the work that they've done, they're both in, in their return of pitch progression, they're both off mounds um, and, and, and are lining up to be ready to help us next year out of spring training, and, and, and that's it's awesome to see. I mean, these guys work so hard. Uh, I'll get on my soapbox again. Those parents or coaches that think Tommy John is a performance enhancer are wrong. 
Um, it's not, um, and, and it's a lot of work, and, and we want to avoid that at all costs. But uh, to watch these young men work, to work as hard as they have to come back, and, and so far so good, I look forward to adding them to our pitching staff again next year. As they're approaching September call-ups, do you look at it a little bit more like last year where it's kind of a preview for, for next season, seeing where guys might fit, especially the younger players? It is that the bottom line comes back to opportunity. Uh, are they ready? Um, and, and how do they fit in the bigger picture? And, and I, I know that everybody wants to just bring up every prospect and, and play the prospects. And um, 17 or 18 of our guys are, are less than three years of major league service. So we're playing our young players. This young player group uh, had us to within two and a half games of, of first place in, in July. And we've had a really tough stretch. And, and uh, there's things to learn and grow from it. And, uh, we'll bring up some guys that, that are going to compete to, to show us what they can do. Uh, Pablo Reyes was a great September story last year, and, and um, uh, we'll add uh, some position players, we'll add some pitchers, um, and, and still look to go out and compete and win games. You said not long ago the bat, I think it was last Sunday, you said Brian Hayes, his bat's kind of right behind. I think he's had four straight multi-hit games. Yeah, I wish it were that simple. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have said that in April. No, but can he change your mind, though? I mean. Clearly, you felt a certain way. Like, if he keeps this up, is he going to basically force your hand and, and bring himself up? It could, in theory. Um, obviously, we love the defense. We love the young man. Um, want to make sure we're understanding what this good stretch means and, and, and how he's turned the corner and, and how does it play at the major league level. And, and do we feel like he'd be ready to go on opening day next year? And, and if so, what does that mean for, for the bigger picture? So, uh, really encouraged to, to see the, the hot stretch. And, and uh, again, next time I'm, I'm going to say it, April 7th instead yeah, of uh, August 7th. <laughs> hey, coming at you a little bit from left field, where, where is Tom Kohler, especially after the setback? Yeah, Tom had, had signed a um, uh, you know, multi year minor league deal with us. We, the intent was not to have him necessarily pitch in the big leagues this year, although we would have gladly taken that had, had everything gone perfectly. Um, it, it's still a bigger picture and, and a longer-term play, and, and uh, we'll, we'll get this uh, the setback uh, pushed back aside and get him back healthy and, and see where he is next spring. Has he, has he been shut down pretty much for this year then? I mean, there's not much time left. In yeah, that, that's a hard part with a pitcher when you, you miss time at this time of the year, especially with the minor league season ending in just you know, really, what, 10 days, uh, something like that. So um, the, the calendar works against the pitcher getting, getting back up in the minor leagues at this time of the year. Last year, which was just analog to like a lot of us were <laughs> in the past few days, last year that the group that Mike Ryan was working with was a lot different than the group this year. What does that just say about him as, as a manager? And I guess that any man might be manager, but you never know what kind of group you're going to have. But for him to go from a club that had a lot of up-and-comers to this year, you had a guy like O'Neill who's just trying to get there, and a guy like Tom who's trying to get there. <clears throat> just, the, the, I guess, the, the challenges and what it takes to make that work. Sure. It, you know, Michael continues to do a nice job and, and uh, manages a really good game, um, as we all do, has, has uh, opportunities to grow and, and continue to get better in different areas. But um, managing the minor leagues is, is not as easy as people like to make it out to be. The, the AAA level, nobody wants to be there. Um, most of the guys in AA don't really want to be there because they think they should be in AAA and, and or you have some veteran guys who are trying to work their way back. You get a few rehabs mixed in. Uh, you may have a prospect-laden group. You may have a, you know, a, a group of guys that are fighting to, to earn roles that may turn into regular type situations. And um, you need to be flexible. You, you may have the 20-year-old that's on his uh, astronomical path upward. 
Uh, you may have a 26-year-old who's trying to figure out how he can stay in the game a little bit longer than he loves. And um, it, it's a challenging level, uh, not as challenging as AAA, but it is a challenging level. And, and uh, you know, again, Michael and that staff there have done a nice job. John Mellon and Joel Hammer have done a really nice job with that group. Now that we've had a bigger sample size and it's clearly not a fluke, how has Brian Reynolds' season compared to your expectations of him at the big league level? Well, when we traded for Brian, we believed we had a, a chance to have a really well-rounded baseball player that uh, was intelligent, that was driven, um, that, that could do things defensively, that could do things on the bases, could do things in the batter's box, um, who had power but also had the makings of being a good hitter. Uh, I think the hitter has, has exceeded our expectations this year, his ability to use the whole field. Uh, his strong side is actually the right side, and, and, and that's been a bit more of a challenge for him this year to see what he's done from the left side. has been really encouraging um, to see him bounce from the corners and occasionally run into center field and, and just be a good baseball player, be a good teammate. Uh, a lot of things to, to learn, a lot of things to, to grow from. They've shown him some areas that he can get better, uh, but he's also shown some areas why we're excited about him. How impressive is that kind of consistency from a rookie? And Newman as well, you can throw into that conversation. Just being consistent on a day-in, day-out basis. Yeah, the, the, the personality, um, the, the, the character, he, he just he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. And, and uh, if he gets six hits, he expects to get six hits. If he goes 0 for 6, he expects to get a hit the next time through. And, uh, and he has, more often than not. Hey, go back to the catching for a minute. I mean, obviously, pitching would be one of your top concerns this offseason. Where do you see you guys in terms of the catching? Do you like your mounting depth? Can it be improved? And, and, and how important is it to replace Cervelli per se and not just you know looking beyond just Diaz and Starlings? Yeah, in this day and age, we always talk about pitching as a game of attrition. You never have enough of it, and, and catching's the hardest position to come by. And, and We've got some guys in the system that we like the way they catch and throw and block and game call. The offense hasn't come around. We've got some guys who can swing the bat that we're working on their defense. If, if we could blend the two, we'd have a couple uh, outstanding catching prospects, but it, it's really a, a prospect short position in the industry. Uh, we'll take a look at what's available on the trade and, and the free agent market this offseason. Uh, hopefully continue to push these guys that are here forward, uh, push the guys that are in our system forward, and, and, uh, and see how we put the best catching cannon behind them. Avoiding tampering, <laughs> it would Cervelli potentially be in the mix considering what he's done here, but also considering his injury history? Yeah, I think on the radio show, I, I basically tampered by saying yeah, we, 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 way to get you. We, we, we'd, uh, we'd keep the door open. Um, and, and again, as, as we talked when we, when we sent Francisco out to rehab for the 20 days, if that's what it took, um, it was to play for 30 teams. It was to show 30 general managers that, that he can catch, that he can take a ball off the mast, that he can still swing the bat, that he's Francisco Cervelli, and, and that he's good again. Um, and and that, that certainly is still a part of our equation. Is Cervelli kind of the last of a somewhat dying breed today where, you know, back in every team had a catcher, seems like now more teams are put to any more than ever? Yeah, it almost has become the running back of the NFL where, where you need two to fill the one because it's just so physically demanding and now mentally demanding. I mean, what we ask of these catchers uh, with the game calling and the information and, and the specificity of the information for, for attack plans with a pitcher to a hitter, um, we ask a ton of these catchers. And you know, back in the day of Fisk and Bench, they, they did it, um, but the information is at a whole different level now. And those guys were just tremendous at it. Um, but a young catcher, it, it's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we look at the position as a tandem. Um, and ideally, it's three or four that we, we feel can help our major league team win games. But uh, we do. We look at the catching position as more of a tandem as we look forward. Would it be? See how hard that Chad throws? Is he candidate maybe for short relief somewhere down the road? 
Well, we'll see where where the the, the depth of our rotation is. Um, Chad was just starting to really figure some things out as a starter as, as the as the surgery hits. Um, he certainly has the weapons to, to pitch as a starter. He has the weapons to pitch in the back end of a pen, and uh, we'll, we'll see kind of where he is, um, how he's recovering, how he's feeling, and then also where we are as an organization. You know, I know American players can't play with as well as winter out sanctions and everything. Does that have any effect on, on what you guys would do? I, I wish we had 100 players playing winter ball, uh, and so I wish the answer was yes, because the, the winter ball environment is, is like no other environment we can have in, in a minor league player's experience. Um, it's the closest to the big leagues there is, so we'd love all of our players to play winter ball. Unfortunately, um, fewer and fewer players are, are, are willing to go challenge themselves in that way, or they want to go lift, or they want to go work with their gurus in the offseason. So, uh, unfortunately, John, it's a great question. I wish it was going to impact this tremendously. It, it, won't other than our native players that no longer have the opportunity to play and, and again we respect the politics of it um, but but it, it is a shame to lose those opportunities. Uh, back to the catcher thing, um, still most teams aren't carrying through catchers. Think maybe that changes one day or is that even possible with how many pitches you have to carry? The, the pitching becomes a priority. Um, it, it's easier in the American League in theory because you don't have to pinch it one or two or three times on any given night, and, and so it's easier to carry a, a third catcher on the bench. Um, we, we've talked about it, and just uh, was that the right move this August was to carry three catchers, and given the 25-man the roster, given the consecutive games that were in the stretch that we're in the middle of right now, and given our pitching challenges, we, we just didn't feel it was feasible. But um, you're seeing a few more teams, that the guy that can catch a little bit and play other positions or catch a little bit and swing the bat off the bench, but those guys could continue to have value as, as, as the roster shift going forward. Yeah, with Archer out in September around the corner, is Agrizal a guy that you want to get another extended look at in the rotation as an option for next year? Yeah, he, he's got an opportunity to go out and, and, and take some quality innings and, and continue to show the guy that was really good for those three or four starts and, and, and show that he can make an adjustment back to the league as they made an adjustment on his last three starts. But uh, he's fun to watch. He's a pitcher, and he moves the ball around, and, and he doesn't try to overpower people, but yeah, you can get him. You can get a 93-mile-an-hour fastball by a good hitter up in the zone if he set it up well. Would it be a relief option at all if there isn't room in the rotation? Uh, you know, again, as as we go to our bullpen earlier uh, as an industry, that, that guy who can give you two to three innings out of the bullpen and quality innings out of the bullpen becomes valuable. Um, Dario is, is going to do everything in his power to earn, earn a rotation spot going forward. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 